Hi, I'm Isabel Tomasino. I am fascinated with anti-aging methods like biohacking, beauty and fashion, from the mystical to the science. In this podcast, I will share with you the truth, the ugly, and the reality of what it takes to live a healthy life. I'm your next-door mom of a teenage boy, also the founder and creator of thehunlife.com, a place where I share my passions for health, fitness, fashion, and yoga wellness. My yoga teaching experience of over 10 years has given me the opportunity to understand the real fountain of youth. I believe that the best medicine is love, humor, and good company. Hey, I may not always sound pretty and articulate, but I promise you this, I will always be real to you. All you need to do is get over my thick accent and enjoy the ride. Gym and yoga studios closing again. How is this affecting my youth? For God's sake, my youth. Okay, I'm not happy right now with the second wave of closing the gyms and studios. I live in California. For some of you wondering out there, it is one of the largest populated states in the U.S. with approximately 39.5 million people and the infections are on the rise again. I'm not sure if closing the gyms and yoga studios makes sense at all, but I also don't feel the attachment to the gyms and the studios. I think it's more like the convenience to having all the equipment in one place and getting out of the house and feeling the energy of other humans around me. I think that's the part that really affects me the most. Like sometimes you just want to be around people. You don't want to be always isolated and uh, figuring out on your own how to burn those calories or be active. Honestly, I'm not 100% about this whole idea of the gyms closing and yoga studios closing is if that's really going to help uh, the public getting healthier. As we all know, people who go to the gyms and to the yoga studios are usually the people who maintain the healthy habits to a certain level, a standard of living. These are the people who have better immunity because they are taking care of their bodies. I'm not sure if I am mad or maybe just a little bit sad or perhaps I'm just being very annoyed, okay? Closing all over again, it just means that I have to readapt, uh, figure out my schedule all over again and it's just, yeah, it, it sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> and uh, rant is over now. I did my rant, okay? I have to adapt, that's just what I do. It is my nature to adapt to the circumstances. I know it's only temporary and there's no need to put too much emotional attachment to this gym thing and the studio thing. With the weather changing, the colder temperatures, it's really more challenging for me to go outside. It's just not my thing, guys. I hate the cold. And as you may have 
heard from my previous podcast or maybe from uh, if you follow me on social media, you may know that I'm not a very outdoorsy girl, okay? This is not my thing. I became in 2020 a girl who started doing regular hikes. I started exploring the natural elements so that I could be outside doing a workout and give my body the necessary engagement so that I could get my heartbeat up. I running is not my thing either. I don't like running. I only run if a big monster is chasing me, okay? That's no, running is not my thing. I hate jogging. That's just like, oh, what a pain. So, yeah, my outdoorsy lifestyle is very, very limited. And now with this cold weather, it's like, damn, I have to re readjust myself. I have to change my schedule. I have to figure out how to get myself out. And yes, it's California. It's not terribly cold, but anything under 70 degrees, it's cold for us, okay? That means I have to dress a little bit warmer to go outside. Living in California, it's, I know it may sound a little bit weird because we have such beautiful, um, wild surrounding areas to explore, but I'm just not into being outside for long periods of time. I enjoy one hour, two hours, you know, and that's good. I like it. I like nature. And I like to enjoy it from a distance. I just don't like to be emerging it for too long period of time. In fact, in my whole life, I'll tell you a little secret. I've only been uh, camping. <laughs> I was just going to say glamping <laughs> because I did that once too. Okay, so camping. Camping. I've never been. Only once I've been camping, okay? And it was a it was a nightmare of my entire life. <laughs> so I went camping once because my son had never been camping and I felt really bad. I felt bad for my son. I wanted him to experience camping because he kept asking me to go camping. And I kept pushing it off. I always had an excuse. And he was my little boy, you know, he heard the stories of his friends who went camping with their parents and their family members. And they came home with all the stories about camping and fishing and God knows what else. And I'm like, oh God, how in the world am I going to deal with this? So what a good mom does is will try her best, right? And that's what I did. I have a dear good friend. She's one of my best friends. She invited me to go camping. She's a very traditional California girl. You know, she, she loves her camping. She has a whole equipment. Her husband, they all have like um, scheduled times when they go camping. They book a year and a half. I mean, that kind of serious camping they do. And she invited me and I thought, how awesome is this? I can take my son. He get, I get to experience it because I'm, I really believe that we have to try something before we can truly say like, it's not for me. And I've always wanted to try it. I just didn't really have the opportunity or nobody really invited me. And I was not really going to go out of my way to try to make into the camping world. First of all, it's very expensive. You have to buy a lot of equipment. You have to buy all of these things if you want to have a good camping experience. I was not going to put myself out there into some miserable camping experience without the right stuff. So for me, it was like the right timing came. I went with my friend. And it was a nightmare. I hated it. 
I will never ever go camping again because it was freezing cold at nighttime. I slept in a tent. My good friend, luckily, she had an air mattress, which make it a little bit more comfortable. You know, there's a little level of comfort sleeping on air mattress. But let me tell you this, sleeping under the tent and freezing nighttime temperatures, it was hell on earth. No, 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 no. You're not going to get me to do this ever again. My, I had um, a sleeping bag that was just not warm. I couldn't get warm. It was, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get warm. My feet were freezing. Everything was cold. My son, on the other hand, he had a great experience. He loved it. For some reason, he did not feel the cold. I guess it's a kid thing. I don't know. Maybe his, his uh, sleeping bag. I think he had a real good sleeping bag. That's what it is. And so the other thing that I hated about camping, really, what is the deal with those toilets? There was this nasty thing of a toilet that we were supposed to use. I guess this is what it's called an organized camping ground because they have toilets, but it's not the real flushing toilet. It's some kind of a, uh, a cave or a thing that it's built out of wood. And there is this thing in there. And I don't know the word in English. Okay. It was not a portable toilet. It was not a, what is it called? Portable toilet. No, it was not that. It's what we called in German plumsklo. It was a plumsklo. I don't know this word in English. It's a hole. You poop in there and it just lands somewhere. Somewhere there is a hole down below and that's what it was. Okay, really disgusting. The smells that come out of that place. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time I had to go, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what am I going to do? Cover. And then at nighttime, you go with the, with the flashlight. It was already bad enough that I had to deal with it. Now I have to go with a flashlight in the middle of the night. So, okay. That was the toilet experience. And I think that I would have been happier if I would have just used a bush outside somewhere. But this was an organized camping ground. There were a lot of people. You know, it was like, you have your designated area for camping and you could see other people around you. I mean, that's, that's I guess, where people go. I have no clue, guys. I'm not doing it again, but my son loved it. And guess what? If he was to ask me to do it again, I would do it, but just for him. Because I love him and I will do anything to have a good experience with my son. So that was the negative part. There were a lot of good things, of course. You know, there was the cooking outside, which I didn't do. I just ate. Um, my friend was very organized with um, the choice of beverages. And there were some delicious cocktails. And uh, there was these other friends who gathered together. And there was some nice, and there was some fun experience here and there and there was this uh water 
a source that was really icy cold. It was beautiful, but there were like, some weird creatures in the water. I went in it, but I was not very happy. They look like snakes to me. I swear these things look like snakes. I think the idea of camping for me is about having a real bed inside a real room with a hot shower and at least a real toilet. Okay? I this is my idea of camping. I wouldn't mind staying in like a, a cabin and I can do that. But at the end of the day, there has to be a little comfort. Maybe a motorhome. I can do a motorhome. That's about as, as camping-y I can get, okay? I'm not a big fan of the cold, guys. And hot yoga class always feels delicious during cold weather months. Those are the best times to go to hot yoga. And that's when usually hot yoga studios do the best. It's during the, the winter months. The hot yoga studios closing is really not my favorite because I really love a good, hot, sweaty yoga class. Not just any yoga class, guys. I practice and I teach the Bikram yoga method. I hope you're familiar with it because if you're not, I'm going to do a whole other podcast just talking about Bikram yoga. But I'm sure you've heard of this. It's the Bikram method or now it's called also 26 and 2. Perhaps, no, not just perhaps, I'm pretty sure it's one of the most beneficial and efficient yoga methods in the market of yoga. I'll tell you one thing about this method. It's just so intense, but I'm going to have to do a different show just for this. It is such a deep subject and it may take several podcasts to be exact. This year, guys, has taught me a lot. It has taught me a lot how to figure out different ways to keep my body fit and healthy without a hot yoga studio or a gym. 2020 has been a year of reinventing my personal program of health. I was not going to let a lockdown be an excuse to stop taking care of myself. Taking care of my physical body is one of my top priorities in life, as it should be in anybody's life. I understand the importance of staying active. Our bodies are designed to be working bodies. You have to understand this concept. Your body was created to be active, to be moving, to be a working body. If you stop moving, your body will deteriorate. This concept of exercise comes really easy to me because I've built a strong machine. I have built this body over years. It is programmed. I am programmed myself to move. And I say easy because it's a word that I have programmed my mind to believe. It's my belief system. I've made myself believe that working out comes easy to me. See, this whole concept of fitness starts in the mind. Remember, the physical body can do just about anything. It's the mind, the one that stops us from even starting. I feel sad. I really do. It's really, really something very emotional to me when, 
when I know people who want to get fit, they want to lose weight, but they can't stick to a program. As a yoga teacher, I've been teaching 10 years and I have witnessed for so many years the success and failure of my students who would come to yoga practice with the intention to lose weight. And very, very few guys, statistics don't lie. One out of 10 is always the one that sticks to a program. One out of 10 is always the one that follows through. And I saw it over and over again, how students would come in fully enthusiastic, wanting to start a new program, they want to lose weight because most of the time that's the motivation behind. And if you're wondering, yoga and losing weight, is that even possible? Yeah, let me tell you, it is very possible, especially if you practice the Bikram method. You can burn anywhere between 450 to 850 calories in a 90-minute session. Here's the deal though, my approach to teaching has always been, don't focus on the physical body yet. Let's focus on building a strong mind first. Let's focus on building new habits. Let's build your unshakable mind first. My approach has always been, let's fix the mind. Let's fix that thinking mind. Because remember, your body can do anything. Your body will follow. Is the mind we have to work with first. And when you come to yoga, it's a beautiful place to be because you have no time to think. You just simply have to follow the instructions of the teacher. And before you know it, the class is over. Remember how I mentioned earlier that fitness came easy to me? Well, I've been training my mind since I was a child. And since I can remember, that's why it's easy for me, because my mind has been drilled to understanding that exercise, working out, fitness, following a routine that is good for my body, it comes very natural to me. It's not this way for everybody. People come to a fitness studio, a yoga studio, a gym, very often without any history or without any real lifestyle choices that have um, given them the opportunity to maintain a healthy environment. I have always been very athletic in school and without anybody teaching me, I somehow knew that it helped me. I felt how it elevated my mood and I felt better. That's been my story all my life since I was a little girl. I was very athletic because I felt how good it made me feel. All through my school years, I participated in athletic school activities. Sports was my energy I felt so strong with. I grew up in Germany and over there, sports is a must in schools and all kids have to participate. There's no such a thing as escaping it. It's not like here in the US. I think here kids have a lot more choices. Over there, participation in sports 
it's very important for the curriculum, for their grades, for their um, ability to stay in shape and mentally, physically, emotionally, actively healthy. I think that's something that the U.S. probably could improve if we had um, a more enforced uh, sports activities in the schools. I got my first gym membership at age 17. And I remember how shy I was about going to the gym. Back in the days, you would see only very big muscular men at the gym. A few women, a few bodybuilding women too. That was actually pretty cool when I first saw this for the very first time, women with all those big muscles. It was not a big thing in the 80s. Remember, I'm, I'm, I'm up there, right? <laughs> I was new to this culture, but I loved it. There was a sense of uniqueness, a sense of like um, you belong to a specialty group, a very VIP thing back in the day. I honestly, to this day, I don't even know how I had the guts to go to this gym because remember, I was living in Germany and the gym culture was very different in the 80s. It was, uh, it was just different. And where I lived, there was no other gym around. This one gym was very flashy. And this whole fitness club concept didn't yet exist. It was more like a real gym, but beautiful gym. And I think it was around, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around that time that I had, I had already read the, auto, the biography with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was so fascinated with Arnold, but that's another story, guys. I will share that with you some other time. I never stopped since then with a gym membership. I've always had an active membership. I have built this mental muscle all my life to be active, to view exercise as a lifestyle. Part of my existence has become something I do like sleeping, eating, it's just part of my life. And if I have to slow down for some reason, like perhaps, you know, when I get sick or I'm going through a transition in life and I have to take a little break, I usually take it very easy. I don't torture myself. It's not like I take this big break uh, with like a lot of guilt. I just take the break and know that on, at the right timing, I'm just going to get right back to it. And it's not a big deal. What I usually do when I don't have access to uh, my regular workout, I make sure that at least I go for walks. But if I'm sick, then of course, it's a different story. I'm very, very focused on recovering, getting healthy and taking care of myself. With 2020, I learned hiking to be a lot of fun. I learned to challenge myself with some challenging trails in California in the summer heat. It was really um, an interesting new part of my life. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably have followed my journey into the outdoors. Like I said earlier, I have never been an outdoorsy girl, but 2020 pushed me to be more creative with my workouts and yoga practice. I even recreated my own hot yoga room in my own bathroom. Yes, guys. That's how important it is for me to staying healthy, active, and practicing what I preach, okay? I even created a whole tutorial about how to create your own 
hot yoga room at home. I have a tutorial on my YouTube channel. And please don't think my YouTube channel is, is it's all that great, okay? It's still a progress. I'm still working on it. And bear with me, okay? I'm running different projects at the same time. I do a lot of things at the same time. But I did it because I wanted to help. There was all of a sudden we closed. And so many students, they had nothing. They were just left with no place to go. And hot yoga is a place where a lot of people go uh, not just for the physical part, okay, that's a very intense workout, but what it does to the mental health. The mental health aspect of a yoga community is so, so important that I went ahead and created a tutorial on recreating a hot yoga room at home, and I even taught a couple of classes on YouTube so that my students at least had something to fall back to. We didn't know how long we were going to be shut down. I really thought it was going to be like a few weeks thing, you know, like three weeks, maybe four weeks. But then before we know it, four weeks turned into six weeks, eight weeks. And before you know it, you know, it just the whole summer was gone. One of the very important things we teach in yoga is that you have to learn to prioritize your health, yourself first. We teach you to learn to love yourself because when you start learning to love yourself, then you start really appreciating everything about yourself. You start paying closer attention, all the little details that it requires to be healthy. And I believe very, very strongly that when I am fit, when I take care of myself, when I prioritize myself, then I'm also in a better place to take care of my family. I have learned to, I have to come first. I have to make sure that I am good health. I have to learn to be fully aware of my self-respect, my self-love. Because when I do all of these things and I'm 100% present with myself, then I'm also a better person to be around with. I'm a better mother, I'm a better partner, I'm better at my business, I'm, better, I'm a better teacher, I'm a better at everything that I do because I'm here for the long run. I've decided that I want to be able to be of service, to be active, to be doing all the things that I love for many, many years to come. I'm here for the long run, guys. And I've said this before, I want to be 100 plus years, but I want to be an active 100 plus. And I want to be uh, this old lady who will be still full of energy and will still be able to be of service to the people, whoever wants to be around me and deal with the old lady. My youth comes 100% from my mind. At some point, I will stop talking about my age because it will become irrelevant. My advice for you today, if you can take anything away from this podcast, is work on your mindset first. Figure out what is stopping you from giving yourself the 100% commitment to start the change to transforming your life, reversing your aging clock.
and I will give you a little bit of an advice, okay? Um, it's, it's something that I do. I, I help people. That's what I do. Not always for free. I'm not going to lie to you. I charge. But I'm doing this podcast because I want to help as many people as possible. So grab yourself a notebook, journal, or pick up just some paper. I want you to write five things down. Actually, it's ten things. But it's five things about something you are very, very happy about yourself. I want you to keep it very honest. Nobody has to know about this. It's your personal, private conversation with yourself. So you're going to write five things that you're very happy about yourself. Then I want you to write five things about something you are not happy about yourself. Let's start with the five good things. I want you to write next to your five good things how it makes you feel and how you are good at those five things. Write down the emotions, the things that come up when you write this down. Your emotions should be very, very positive. Remember, these are five things you like about about yourself. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're great at baking, okay? How do you feel about doing it? Perhaps you feel excited about finding a new baking recipe, or you feel so enthusiastic about this new creation. How about the love that you feel when you're feeding this delicious new baking material to your family? Those are beautiful emotional moments. Write that down. That's what I want you to write down. So you have enthusiastic, you have excited, you have happiness, you have love. Okay, so this is just an example about five good things. Okay, you have to pick five things. Okay, I just gave you one example for one thing. Now, I want you to write down five things that you are not happy about yourself. For example, I have terrible sleeping schedule. How does it make me feel? I'm not productive. I'm moody. I'm sad. I'm angry. So write those things down. And now I want you to look at the five good things and the five bad things. And I want you to question yourself. Look at the bad things. How can you transfer the good things that you know how to feel, how to experience, how can you transfer those emotions to this other part of yourself that you're not so happy about yourself? How can I change this? How can I change this pattern? Now, I'm not going to give you the answer. And here's my why. When you actively start questioning your brain, when you honestly start digging deep into this brain activity when you're uncomfortable, your brain will need an answer. It will start 
searching for an answer. It will make you find an answer. If I give you the answer, then I'm not helping you. It's your job to find the answer, how to transform those bad feelings and emotions that you have into good feelings and emotions. And how you do that is when you start asking yourself the question, how can I change? Your brain will look for an answer and you will start researching. You'll start looking for ways to find an answer. You may Google something. You may have a book somewhere that you have never read. You may decide to follow through with this one program that you bought maybe six months ago, a year ago, you never did. Or maybe you have a friend who is a coach, a leader in a community that can help you. And when you look for an answer, you will find it. Or here's the thing. Maybe you all of a sudden decide, you know what? I'm going to take that class that I've wanted to take for so long. And that's the part of the brain, my friends, that we have to activate. That's the mindset. And that's the part that I want you to understand that you have to start in the mind. Once you start questioning all these thoughts in the mind and the feelings and the emotions that it's projecting to the body, then you will find a way to continue a process. And the reason why I only told you to do five things is because I always like to keep things very simple. I like to progress in life with simple techniques. And I don't like to make things complicated. I like to make things as easy, as achievable, like everybody can do something. So for the next two weeks, if you want to take my advice and you want to learn to build a more positive mindset and building some new good habits, just try this exercise. Surprise yourself. And in two weeks, I'll be back. We continue this mindset challenge thing to staying healthy, vibrant, and young. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for your support and taking the time to listen to my show. Thank you to Anchor for supporting this amazing platform. And if you haven't yet downloaded the app, go get it because it's probably the easiest way to listen to podcasts. Thank you for showing up. And please give me a five-star review, subscribe to my channel, follow me on my social media, and for more tips on living a healthy and abundant life, healthy, youthful life, guys, I have so many tips on my social media. That's where you can find me almost every day. And remember, find yourself and honor your nature.